Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's Pastor Tim. What's up, Embassy City family? I love you guys, and thank you for worshiping with us today. Whether you are here or there, we are grateful that you've taken the time to get more peace in your mind. And this weekend is going to be no different. One of our family members is in the building today. My dear friend, Dan Leanne, is about to give a message that is going to further us all in having peace in our mind. He serves as a pastor at New Spring Church in South Carolina, but today it's just another family member at Embassy City coming to give us the word. So would you please stand to your feet, go and get up, everybody get up, and would you please give a warm welcome for my brother from another mother, Dan Leanne. Woo! Let's go, Dan! Amen. You can grab your seat. Hasn't Jesus' presence been sweet this morning? Amen. You felt Him? You sense Him? Um, I, I want to challenge everyone who might be watching right now. I don't know where the cameras are, but um, there is nothing like getting into the house. Can someone in the house say amen to that? I'm, I'm telling you, it's like a different feeling. You know what I'm saying? I've got nothing against you know, bedside Baptist or like kind of, you know, couch church of God in Christ. I'm down, I'm down for if you have no other option. Uh, But if you are able, there's just something that you get when you meet together that you can't get when you're by yourself. I'm telling you, there was a, there was like a dude out here before going, like kind of, there was like some um, old school, late 90s kind of, you know, electric guitar lead soloing going on here. And I, I'm telling you, the presence of Jesus is here. So if you're looking for encouragement, if you're looking for hope, if you're seeking help, um, we as a church want to supply that. But first and foremost, you got to understand that it's the presence of Jesus that sets you up for all the hope and all the help that He has planned for you. Can someone say a good amen to that? For those who are looking at me a little bit strange right now, my name is Dan Leanne, and I am Tim Ross's body double. And uh, you you gotta know that under like kind of Tim's minimalistic swag, there's a muscular Asian guy. And it is just my great honor and privilege to serve Tim and Juliet, swinging in now and then as kind of, you know, Tim's, um, brother with a cool accent and little eyes, and it's just like a real blessing uh, to be able to jump in and to see uh, how the family is going. I'm here to let you know that the family is going good, and uh, it is so cool. Come on, if you're going to clap, you may as well clap properly. It's so cool to see what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through the amazing team here at Embassy. Uh, We just hope and pray that at the start of the week, this is the most encouraging kind of hour or two that you experience. In fact, if you feel like a three out of 10 right now, I pray that this service this morning, through the praising and worshiping of God and song, through the teaching of the word, through the hugs and the high fives, it'll take you all the way to a nine. You know what I'm saying? And then you go hit cracker barrel afterwards and then you're all the way to 10. (laughs) We're believing that this is gonna be the most encouraging time of the week. Now, everyone just breathe in. Breathe out. (sighs) Relax. (laughs) We're going to have a conversation today about our mental health. And I am so grateful for Pastor Tim's leadership in having some conversations about something that the world is having a conversation about. 
And I don't know why so often as a pastor um, or as pastors, we are silent about cultural moments. But you've got to understand that the whole world is having a conversation, whether publicly but definitely privately, about our mental health. Um, this Peace of Mind series has been so important. Uh, the first two weeks, opening up the conversation, and we want to right off the bat say to you that we are starting a conversation. We're not trying to provide all of the answers. We're not saying out of 35 minutes of listening to a speaker, you're gonna walk out with a pathway towards freedom and you'll never wrestle with this again. What we're trying to do is not necessarily provide answers to all of the questions, but create a space that hopefully by the grace of God will grow where we can have a normalized conversation about how we're going, come on, in our mind. God made us body, mind, soul, spirit. He recognizes this aspect of our being and he knows the challenges that you have faced in this past season or seasons past. And it's important for us, dare I say, imperative for us as a faith community to engage this conversation because God cares about it. So not all of the questions, but definitely a continuing conversation. And I want you just to claim this in the name of Jesus, that no matter where you are in your mental health right now, we have a God who heals all of our diseases. Everyone say all. all. Say all like an Australian, all. all. Say all like an American, all. all. Say all like my father, all. all. All of our diseases, all of our infirmities, all of our challenges, all of our crippling wounds, all including and especially our mental health. So let me pray. We're gonna jump into a really simple word. I got told that if I stick to time, I'm being taken out for some free sushi before I fly out this afternoon and I like me some free sushi. So let's pray and jump into this continuing conversation about a peace of mind. Jesus help, amen. I want that free sushi, you gotta understand that. <laughs> you gotta understand that this is something that we are all engaged in right now. A question about how we are going mentally. We've all been knit together by this common thread over the last two years. All of our mental hells have taken a battering. I was catching up with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. I live in Anderson, South Carolina now, born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. Mother and father are Chinese. That's the reason my beautiful face is this way. But now I live in Anderson, South Carolina, and we have a lot of ex-military in the state of South Carolina. An amazing part of our faith community is a man named Jonathan Kyle, and he worked for a tier one uh, military wing. He doesn't talk very specifically about which uh, wing he worked for, but he worked primarily in counterintelligence over his last couple of tours. And we catch up when we talk about life and I'm trying to journey with him and help him in his journey back to wholeness and healing and mental health. And, and he likes to share with me just stories about just leadership and, and techniques and tactics that, that for me as someone who is interested in that stuff, I geek out on. I remember the last time we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, he talked about the environment that you can create that can break someone down mentally. 
He made this statement that there isn't a hardened soldier anywhere on planet Earth that can't be broken down if you create an environment that breaks them down. He says, you see all the stuff on the movies, you see the stuff on the TV about like kind of waterboarding and these kinds of like torture techniques. He says, no, 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 those things just scare a man. No, if you wanna break someone down so they will spill the beans, just create an environment that is dark, that is disorientating and is noisy. And even the hardest soldiers, he has seen people who have been raised on battlefields, broken down, giving up all of their secrets because of that environment, dark, disorientating, and noisy. So specifically, you'll have your head covered so you have no light. You'll have your eyes blindfolded so you don't know where you are. And he literally said this, he's seen men who have spent years battling the most ferocious forces break down mentally if you play noise long enough and loud enough. And he says the two kinds of noises that really break people down is heavy metal and there's a, it's, it's something called Barney. What's Barney? It's like a purple kind of thing. It's, I don't know, because I'm from Australia. If you play like the Barney song, there's a Barney song. What's the Barney song? I don't know what it is, but there's a Barney song that if you play it loud enough, it'll break you down. We have gone through a period of history as dark and as disorientating and as noisy as ever. We all have. And this slice of history has been unique because we've all gone, it, gone through it together. You see, see, in the last century, there have been turmoils and tribulations that have hit the earth, but when you really break it down, socially and culturally, it's still been relatively isolated. World War II, half of the world still didn't jump into it. America only entered into it about halfway through it. Like the reality is there was isolation and quarantine from some of the pain and the pressure even in World War II. But what we've been through in the last couple of years has drawn us all in together. The four corners of the earth, black people, white people, yellow people, warm honey brown people like Pastor Juliet here, we have all been knit together by this common thread. We have all been dragged through a period of time that has been as dark as ever. Feels like everything's gone crazy. Pain is resonating in the earth and it feels like there is no relief on the horizon. Is this as disorientating as ever? Like, like, like what is true? What is false? What is up? What is down? Like, why is everyone freaking out about toilet paper today? Why did I spend $42 to drive to church this morning? And like, like disorientated, common and noisy right now. It feels like we can't talk. We have to accelerate to yelling so quickly. The forms of social media have turned into echo chambers, turned all the way up. So 24 hours a day, it feels like there is noise pressing in on us. The strongest mind will be broken down if they're put in a room that's dark enough, that's disorientating enough, that's noisy enough. And we have all been trapped in that room for the last 25 months. So no wonder the vast majority of us in this room, 
When Pastor Tim a couple of weeks ago introduced the topic of peace of mind, a conversation about mental health, no one kind of like stood to their feet and clapped and said, you know what, I need this word, but everyone in their soul leapt because they know that they need this conversation. The statistics show this. In August 2020, there was a national survey taken in America regarding our mental health. Questions about symptoms of chronic anxiety and depression were studied. And it found that 36% of Americans, one in three, presented with those very symptoms, crippling anxiety, overwhelming depression. Fast forward from August 2020 to March 2021, about a year ago, that number had jumped to 42%. So nearly half of the people who were engaged in this survey would recognize, you know what, I'm not in a great headspace. Things have been tough, things have been difficult. My mind has been battered and I have been left worse for where, where, to, from here. And the reality is there are many people in this room right now who are saying, you know what, way before that survey being taken in August 2020, I can testify to challenges with my mental health. My feelings of fear or phobia, my feelings of overwhelming worry and persistent anxiety, my feelings of darkness and depression and continual low mood. There are many people in this room who would say, you know what, Dan, way before 2020, I went through this. And way before 2020, it felt like most of the pastors that I sat under were relatively quiet about this. And if that's you, I just want to say two things. Number one, you're not alone. Because the guy standing before you holding this microphone is someone who has experienced seasons of difficulty in my mental health. And the second thing that I want to say to you, there is help. There is a path forward. I'm so sorry for so long, people like me have been quiet about stuff like this. I'm so sorry for being the kind of pastor who felt like I was helping people by presenting a strong front, a fake persona that everything is together and maybe if you just listen to my trite words for 32 minutes and do some of the things that I say, your life could be a little bit more together like mine is. I'm so sorry. Because we are all knit together by this common thread. We all face challenges, mind, body and soul. You're not alone, but there is a path forward. I remember collapsing in a shower when I was a younger communicator. She was 2009. And uh, having had to deal with different things throughout my teenage years and finding Jesus, or better put, Jesus finding me in my freshman year of college, I, I started on a journey of trying to integrate this passion that I had 
for my King Jesus and my desire to tell others about King Jesus. But I had always struggled with the stuff in between my ears. <laughs> I know I look like a relatively you know, together guy who obviously does a lot of upper body work in the gym and not as much on his lower body. I know that I look that way, but I've always struggled with a proclivity towards low mood and depression. I've always wrestled with performance anxiety, which is a terrible curse to have to bear when you do this for a living. And I remember it was December of 2009 and the weight was building bigger and bigger. The darkness was looming larger and larger. I can actually tell you where I was. I was in Malaysia and I was preaching a bunch of conferences and, and feeling like I wasn't stacking up. And one evening before I teach, I'm in the shower and my heart starts to race. I can't slow it down. The shower was hot, but my body went cold. So I turned the water cold, then my body went hot. Something was happening. And next thing I know, I'm in a hotel room in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, lying on a shower floor. I gathered myself, I dried myself off, I, I got dressed, I got focused, I did my work that evening, but an email was immediately sent afterwards to a counselor that I journey with, who was a part of the church that I was based in. And the first thing I did upon my return was to go see that beautiful counselor. And I remember him normalizing Not normalizing as in this will be your story forevermore, but Dan, you're not alone. We started to have some conversations about mental health again. Conversations that I had dipped in and out of throughout my years, but for the first time in many years, diving in deeply. We created a path, we created a plan. I'm just here to testify to you. Fast forward now to 2022. This still remains as a thorn in my side, but I'm telling you now, if you would allow the Spirit of God to speak into the depths of your soul, you will see a path and a plan to, and instead of this being a thorn that cripples you so that you can never walk forward, this will be a thorn that becomes a lens that shows the grace and the glory of God unlike anything else in your journey. So what I wanna do with you, my remaining 17 minutes and 14 seconds with you, <laughs> is I wanna confess. Remember, silence isn't golden. Come on, remember, confession is golden. Last week you talked about a vertical confession. I'm gonna shoot Tim shot. Like next week, we're gonna talk about how we talk with one another and share this burden. I thought I'd just go first, is that cool? I wanna share with you just a simple daily meditation that I engage in 
that I've been engaging in since 2009 that I had to re-engage in with all due vigor in 2017 when I collapsed again. And I hope and pray, more than just giving you a framework for something to do going out of this space, this will provide you hope in your soul that a path and a plan can be made for you too. Is that cool? This daily meditation came from a simple conversation that Jesus had with a group of his friends who were struggling with anxiety too. You gotta understand that Jesus isn't just a religious leader from back in the day who said a bunch of nice things and somehow died on a cross and worked out how to overcome a grave. You gotta understand that Jesus is the pure embodiment of God the Father fully, the Spirit in flesh, and now He is here incarnate to engage with your everyday life, the stuff you see and the stuff you don't see, the stuff you present really confidently on a Sunday and the stuff that you're ashamed of come Sunday night. So when you have a question about what Jesus would say, you don't have to scratch your head, wonder or ponder. You can turn to the Scriptures and you'll see that Jesus spoke to even the darkest seasons of the journey. And one time He spoke to anxiety and this has been a daily meditation. If you ever make the trip out to South Carolina, which I invite you to make a trip out to South Carolina, it is beautiful, it is nice. You know what I'm saying? It's... It's not, not super cold, you know, it gets a little cold, definitely gets sweaty in the summertime. Um, we, we love college football and fried food and shooting things. If you came and hung out with me, you'd hang out with a guy who engages in this daily meditation every morning. Breathe in, breathe out. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is the stuff that Jesus talks to me about to help me on my path. Back to or remaining in mental health. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious about your life. Dan, you get stressed about a lot of things. You worry about a lot of things. Don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you're gonna put on. Life's more than that. And the body is more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than them? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Dan, you worry, Dan, you feel anxiety, Dan, you jump into that pit and you keep on digging because you think somehow worry is gonna help stuff. In fact, you're losing hours, you're losing days, you're losing months to this. And why are you so anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Everyone breathe in. Breathe out. Relax. If you're writing down notes, you can pull out your leather-bound journals and your pens right now. An old mentor of mine used to tell me that a blunt pencil was more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things God whispers to you about. I'm not saying you need to take notes to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) If you have an iPhone or an iPad, I say it all the time. Open up the note app and thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs as you do so. That's a wonderful piece of technology you have right there. If you have an Android or one of those Samsung devices, you can put it away. I've got nothing for you (laughs) from this point on in the message. These are some daily meditations that your friend Dan engages in every single day to help him with his mental health. These aren't all the answers. There are some things that will need require some professional help, some elongated counseling, potentially some medication for seasons of stabilizing. But this is just what I do every single day. I reflect on this scripture and the first thing that I declare over my life that might be surrounded with enemies at any given point, a fear of the unknown, a stress about provision or lack thereof, the feeling like I need to perform. The first thing that I reflect on is, number one, God is feeding me. That's why Jesus says, hey, don't worry so much. Don't get overwhelmed with anxiety. I I, I know that it feels like it's up to you to to struggle and to strive and to stress and to scrape your way forward, but I want you to hit the pause button on your journey and I want you to look at the birds. I I want you to stare at that little creature. I want you to have faith stirred in your heart. Those little creatures, they do not sow, they do not reap, they don't build barns, they don't keep things aside for the winter time. No, they understand deep within their being that their heavenly Father feeds them. And I'm telling you now, worry starts to disappear and anxiety starts to dissipate. Come on, when you breathe in, when you breathe out, and you remember that your Father wants to feed you. I am becoming a southerner. I'm from, I'm from Melbourne, Australia. You know what I'm saying? A city of 4.2 million. It's a vibe, man. I moved to Anderson, South Carolina, 20,000 people there. You know what I'm saying? There are more, there, 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 there is more like kind of livestock in my town than actually people, okay? 
And when I moved there, people were saying, you're going to become a southerner, Dan. I said, no way I'm going to become a southerner. I, like, I'm, just, I'm a city boy deep inside. But next thing I know, I'm driving around a truck. I'm looking at guns and Grady's. I, got, like, I, know I, I say y'all a lot. I, I, I make them like, it is what it is. I, I'm saying all these things are coming out. One of the things that I've gotten into is bird watching. No word of a lie. I wanted to buy some land, but then someone explained to me the kind of work involved in keeping land. So I said, you know what? Just give me something that kind of looks like land, but really isn't kind of land, land. You know what I'm saying? So we bought ourselves like a, a half little acre block and we built a little kind of modern farmhouse kind of situation. And, and we designed the whole thing around this little slice of woods that sit at the back fence line. Got a little coffee nook and I've got these cool kind of glass doors that go from floor to ceiling and just kind of go all along the back. And the reason we do that is because every single morning I want to first and foremost remember that I'm fed by God as I look at the birds. Seriously, dude, I'm, I've changed, man. I'm into these birds, the Carolina Wren, <laughs> the Northern Cardinal, the Common Yellow Throat, Woody the Woodpecker. I don't know if his name's actually Woody, but there are woodpeckers out there. And Jesus says, breathe in, breathe out. I'm taking care of that small creature. Breathe in, breathe out. And if I take care of a small creature that sold two for a penny in the temple courtyards, how much more will I take care of you made in my image, called by my name, given an eternal soul? Come on, how much more will I feed you? You clap today, but you stress tomorrow. Because <laughs> you're driving to work, am I right? And you tense, you're holding onto that steering wheel tight. I've got that meeting, I've got that presentation, I've got that report that I've got to give, and I'm. Fr he will feed. Come on, you clapping now, but last night you were looking at your neighbor and say, oh wow, like, look at that, look at that person over there, and they seem to have their life together, and they're kind of buying new things, and if I don't kind of hustle extra and kind of do over and get back, no, 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 no. He will feed you. Breathe in. Breathe out. Your father will feed you, Dan. True freedom from anxiety begins with a deep and profound revelation that the sum result of your life will not be marked by how hard you strived, but how much you surrendered. Don't worry so much. Your father feeds the birds. How much more will he feed you? Point number two, write this one down. Not only does God feed us, he's fancy. God is a fancy God. Do you have that word here in Dallas? Uh, I, I, uh, I started like recognizing this piece of vocabulary uh, in Southern vernacular. You have like, that's fancy. <laughs> 
This is the daily reflection. Come on. God is going to feed me. And he's fancy. How do I know that? Because Jesus says, consider the lilies. Or in other words, he changes the word from look to consider. Look is like glance and think about it, make a logical conclusion. Consider is a longer look. It's a deeper meditation. Really think about the lily. He says that that lily doesn't labor, it doesn't spin. That, 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 that lily doesn't line up at that Gucci store. That lily doesn't do the pre-check-in for that Gucci store. That lily doesn't go into that Gucci store and spend money that you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like. Yeah, that individual walking out of that Gucci store, dripping with Gucci from head to toe, toe to head, doesn't have a thing on that lily. See, we stress, number one, because we think that God doesn't see us, but He sees the little bird and feeds them. How much more does He see His child and feed us? And we also stress because we think that God is a basic God who is gonna give us just enough, but no more, but He's not. He's a fancy God. Because that Gucci head to toe ain't got nothing on that lily that's here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow. Woo! And if he'll do that for the lily, how much more will he clothe you with every good thing? Come on, he's a fancy God. I travel and I speak for a living. I'm a gospel ninja. I show up, I do damage, and I leave before I have to clean up the mess. So you've got to understand, I spend a lot of my life on the road getting hosted by friends of mine, churches around the world, and everyone loves to flex. No one flexes like embassy. You know why? Because no one's got Mrs. Eunice Silverberg. See, a lot of this community don't know Eunice Silverberg, but Eunice Silverberg, like a tier one army ranger, Delta Force kind of Navy SEAL administrator. You know what I'm saying? I will show up at a hotel. Gift baskets are standard. Big flowers are standard. A little gift is standard. But what is not standard is when I show up at a hotel and the three people standing behind the counter, freaking out, punching each other, then coming out from behind the counter and doing this. Mr. Leanne, I get that when I come to Dallas. Because Mrs. Eunice, I don't know what she says or what she threatens them with or what she gets, I don't know what she does. But when I come and I check into my hotel, when I'm visiting Embassy City Church, I get some extra kind of attention because Mrs. Eunice Silverberg is a fancy like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Our God's a fancy God. He doesn't only delight in feeding you. He delights in clothing you with every good and beautiful thing. Breathe in, breathe out. He's not a basic God. He is a more than enough God. He's not a God who delights in watching you just scrape by. He's not a God who smiles when he sees you just holding on. Breathe in. Breathe out. If you'll clothe the lilies that way, come on, how much more 
Will he clothe you with every beautiful thing that will shine glory back in his direction? Can someone say a good amen to that? It's a daily reflection. God will feed you. God is fancy. And the last one is, God's telling us to keep first things first. Because worship and worry cannot coexist. The exercise of one will always cause the exit of the other. I'm going to say that again. This is my daily meditation. I'm telling you. There's my little couch. My wife sits there. I'm reflecting on this reality. She's checking Instagram because she's not as holy as I am. (laughs) You're going to feed me today. I do not need to be fed by the applause of man or the dollars in my bank account. That bird gets taken care of. Dan, your bird brain, he'll take care of you. And God is fancy. He delights in more than enough. You don't need to struggle and strive for the luxuries of this earth. Surrender and let him supply more than you could ever earn with your hands. And keep first things first. Because that's the reason Jesus says, you can hustle, you can grind. You can whittle away your years in worry. But don't do that. People who don't have a personal relationship with Abba Father do that. No, you instead seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all those things that used to cause you stress, guess what? That gets added to you behind your worship. Worship and worry can't coexist. The exercise of one will always cause the exit of the other. You find yourself filling your week with worry, I guarantee you, you're gonna get to the end of that week and find that you didn't worship. Come on, if you start every single day, come on, with worship, I guarantee you, there's gonna be no oxygen for worry. The exercise of one will always cause the exit of the other. So that's my last reflection. I make it every single day. That's the reason I worship at the beginning of the day. I want to keep first things first. That's the reason I'm at church. If I'm not teaching, I'm telling you now, I'm at my home church, New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina, because I wanna keep, come on, first things first. That's the reason Krista and I, we take 10% of everything that we make and we basically give it unto the Lord at the start of the month because we keep first things first. The first minute, the first day, the first dollar. I keep worship first and it's amazing how everything aligns behind that. Amen? I'm 46 years of age and this body is falling apart. You know what I'm saying? Way too much bad form in the gym. (laughs) So I've got like a physical therapist. I've got a dry needle person. I've got a a sports massage person named Sven. He's a Swedish guy who doesn't understand softer please because he's 
a wild Viking. <laughs> and I also have a chiropractor. And, and of all my support team, my chiropractor's, he's, he's the most fun because he cracks things. <laughs> and when he pops something and I find alignment again, it's amazing how everything after that moment is different. Worship is just alignment. When I'm out of alignment, you're gonna have a guy who's 192 pounds who can bench press 225 14 times, basically not be able to pick up a 10 pound weight because there's no alignment. You pop things into place, it's amazing how this thing operates. You're worried because you're out of alignment. I get anxious because I don't keep first things first. So here are my daily reflections. Breathe in, Dan. Breathe out. Today I'll be fed. There's enough supply. There's enough encouragement. There's, a much, there's enough approval from heaven to keep this soul afloat. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. God is fancy. Just let him show off on your life. Come on. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. Just worship him. Take care of first things first and let everything align behind that. Amen. Amen. We have a keyboardist up here. Come on, let's go. <laughs> don't, you, don't you feel just Jesus more when the keyboards are playing? You know what I'm saying? Where the Nord is, the Lord is. <laughs> so again, this is not the answer to all of your questions. This is not, this series is not the ending of the conversation. Silence is not golden. Confession is. And your friend today is just letting you know, I feel it too. And one of the things that helps me is breathing in, is breathing out, and remembering that I'm fed, that God's fancy. And if I keep first things first, it's amazing how that worship will exit the worry out of my life. But if you're here right now, with every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around in a judgmental manner. <laughs> come on, you're gonna, you're gonna do it next week because confession to one another is gonna be so golden. If you know that you need, come on, a realignment. If you know that this anxiety is something which you carried in here 
and most likely you would have walked out of here with that anxiety that you walked in with, but you want to see some Holy Spirit alignment that has these truths tattooed on your soul that you don't have to worry because He's feeding you. You don't have to stress because He's clothing you. Come on, you don't have to worry because you can worship. Come on. With every eye open and every head raised and everyone with their deodorant still active and strong. If that's you, just lift your hand with me right now. You know you need some alignment. See, you're not alone. Come on, keep your eyes open and your hands raised. Let's just pray this out loud together and believe that God is going to not only transform your heart, but transform this community into being a place where this conversation is normal, but God's help is so evident. Amen? Come, let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, we just need Your help. So we confess to You. And I confess to my brothers and sisters. Sometimes I find it difficult to stay mentally healthy. But I thank You, God, that You are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals all. So help me by, my, by Your Spirit walk another day. Amen. Come on, just encourage your brothers and sisters around you. I think our time is done. People will be coming in. And um, but I, I, I do want to say this. Um, if over the last 38 minutes, you've thought to yourself, wow, uh, this Jesus guy that Dan talked about, I don't know him personally. And I would love to feel Jesus tell me to breathe in and breathe out. I wanna let you know that if you don't have a relationship with God, He wants to have a relationship with you. So if you wanna come up and talk to me, I'm just gonna be hanging around the front. I'm gonna pop a mint. I've had two kinds of COVID, so I'm full of antibodies right now. I'm double jabbed. I'm just doing whatever I can to be the safest person in the room. I want to be able to talk to you more about a friendship with Jesus. I just felt this in my spirit as well. If you're here and you're kind of going, thank you so much for this starting conversation, but I just need a hug, all right? I want you to know that, that there's like a 192 pound jacked Asian dude who just wants to hug you and just lets you know you're not alone. Is that cool? All right, so I'm gonna be hanging around the front, okay? Girls with makeup, guys with makeup, please try not to like kind of be smudging up on my vest action, but. Silence is not golden. Confession is. And thank you so much for the chance to allow me to confess today. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash embassycitychurch. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. 
If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.